Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, August 17th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Musicians Paige Brubeck and Evan Saltz moved from St. Louis to Brooklyn shortly before the pandemic and set up a new home base for their duo, Sleepy Kitty. A new album reflects their decade living on Cherokee Street. I hear this album and I feel very aware of things that I think of as part of a golden era of St. Louis music scene. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with Sleepy Kitty about launching a new chapter. Missouri's Attorney General wants Congress to hold a hearing on the federal government's connection to radioactive waste in the St. Louis region. Andrew Bailey has sent a letter to the head of the House Energy and Commerce Committee calling on members to question officials with the Department of Energy and the Environmental Protection Agency. He wants Congress to focus on the government's historic links to the pollution and what it's doing to clean up the contamination. The attorney general says it's time for federal officials to take responsibility. Bailey's request comes as an effort to compensate people in the region who became sick because of radioactive waste exposure faces an uncertain future. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, U.S. Senator Josh Hawley is hoping his fellow Republicans will ultimately support his measure. Hawley was able to put an amendment on a national defense bill that would allow St. Louis area residents to get compensated for diseases associated with radioactive contamination. It comes on the heels of an investigation by numerous media outlets that showed the federal government downplayed or ignored risks associated with radioactive waste. So I think Republicans were worried some about the cost. I think some of them just didn't understand quite how urgent and and pressing this really is for Missouri and for other states. But hey, this is why I say we've got a chance to uh, convince them again. A congressional conference committee will ultimately decide the fate of Holly's amendment. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. We have a full interview with Holly at stlpr.org. The St. Louis Community College Workforce Solutions Group says the region gained about 78,000 workers between 2012 and 2022. Researchers note one-fourth of the region's workforce currently is 55 or older, a 4% increase since 2012. Phyllis Ellison is an associate vice chancellor for the community college and says employers will have to find ways to attract younger workers. The aging workforce and the lower birth rates are going to be impacting our companies um, in, in terms of how they do their work. The group's report shows the region recorded an increase in startups that hired their first workers over the past year. Missouri researchers are trying to curb harmful bacteria in chicken products with a new technology to test for pathogens like salmonella. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. For the most part, the chicken supply chain is safe, and we don't hear about contaminated products all that often. Hightao Lee is chair of the Supply Chain Analytics Department at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. He says right now, chicken is only tested for contamination at the processor. Lee is working with University of Missouri-Columbia researchers to make sensors that could detect salmonella across the whole supply chain. If we know the level of contamination risk, we might speed up the shipment of some goods, right, or shorten their storage time. Lee says this technology is in its early stages, but could be commercially ready in a few years. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. 
The University of Missouri system has fallen prey to a cyber attack. The data breach involves the third-party file transfer software MoveIt. University officials have notified federal law enforcement and launched an investigation to determine the data and specific individuals affected. The data could include information on employees, students, and retirees from all four system campuses. The St. Charles Water Treatment Plant is back online. City officials shut it down last weekend after a drop in natural ammonia levels. The ammonia helps disinfect the water when mixed with other chemicals. The city received approval for a temporary pump that supplies the needed ammonia. St. Charles has asked the Environmental Protection Agency to investigate. Classes resume this week at many Illinois schools. St. Louis Public Radio's Lily Holleran reports on yesterday's start to the new academic year at Albert Cassens Elementary in Edwardsville. Parents take pictures and wave goodbye as their children eagerly file inside the school, which teaches third through fifth grades. Kyle Patterson says he is excited for his two daughters, Scarlett and Layla, who are starting fourth and third grade this year. You always get a little nervous, too, just in case they're not feeling, you know, 100 percent about it. But I think they got a, a pretty good feel for it. Inside, Layla confirms her dad's suspicions. Excited, a little nervous, but also happy because my sister is with me again. I like my new teacher. She seems really nice. Teachers at the school have plenty of activities planned to get rid of the nerves, including sing-alongs and a book called First Day Jitters. I'm Lily Halloran, St. Louis Public Radio. After 10 years of basing their rock duo Sleepy Kitty in St. Louis, musicians Paige Brubeck and Evan Sult relocated to Brooklyn in 2019. Their move followed a long hiatus while Brubeck healed from vocal surgery. The band's third album, Blessing Curse, is out now. It puts a cap on Brubeck and Salt's decade as St. Louis artists. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked the two members of Sleepy Kitty how they emerged from their long, quiet phase into the band's next era. We were working on finishing the record, which we had been kind of recording pre my vocal surgery and post and kind of all through this the last few years. As soon as the pandemic hit, we realized that was just going to be a chapter break, you know, whether we wanted it to or not. There's a liveliness to the songs and kind of a directness to the songs. This album is extremely wound up in St. Louis. I hear this album and I feel very aware of things that I think of as part of a golden era of St. Louis music scene and who was playing around town and where we were playing around town and who you would run into at shows and all of the things where it really felt like a giant family. The furthest departure for us from previous work is the song Alceste in Silver Lake. Which was kind of built backwards from a Craigslist ad for a drummer. Basically this guy 
just explains why it probably won't work out, even if you do call about playing music with this guy. We kept talking about it. We're like, we gotta, we gotta write a song. There's a song that Paige recorded by herself back at your old place on Cherokee Street called November, and it closes the album in a really interesting way. It's a touch of snark, like many Sleepy Kitty songs have. I almost didn't want to put it on the record, and Evan said it really seems like a good epilogue. If anybody asks me, anyone we know, I'll tell them just what. Now, fans are going to be tempted to hear this as about your departure from St. Louis. Is that fair? You know, I was speaking from the heart at a certain time, and there was some professional frustrations. And yes, one could probably read into some of that with... uh, our leave, um, but also we didn't leave for a long time after, so. <laughs> we did not leave St. Louis angry, and we didn't leave unhappy. It wasn't like that. I think we kind of had that moment where we were like, things are like good right now, but I also feel like I don't know what we would do next. So it just felt like a good pause, take a picture. Things are really great. Let's kind of tie this up in a nice little bow. We wish St. Louis well, and we feel the well-wishing from St. Louis. That was Sleepy Kitty's Paige Brubeck and Evan Sult speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.